Weird Norfolk is a magical collection of the unusual and inexplicable in the county. From folklore to ghosts, witchcraft to natural wonders, magic to enchanted places, we tell the kind of stories you share on dark nights around a campfire. I'm Stacia Briggs and I write Weird Norfolk. And I'm Shifa Connor and I curate Weird Norfolk. Welcome to Weird Norfolk and today we're going to be talking about No Man's Friend at Weybourne. We're in the car. <laughs> we are at No Man's Friend. Yeah, we are not at No Man's Friend. And we know from the um, the Axon podcast that the car actually does sound all right for recording. It sounds like a mobile um, studio. recording yeah, studio, it's isn't great. it? Who yeah. knew? And also, as we arrived, just in case things could be any more foreboding, um, it absolutely bucketed it down with oh hail. Oh my God, it was so weird. So we're No Man's Friend is like a place, obviously, with a name like that, that is not meant to be a friendly place to be and we started approaching it and it was just absolutely it rained and then massive black clouds black hail hail it bouncing was crazy from fields and so then, we are we should tell you where no man's friend is i guess yeah. so we are just west of kelling which itself is next door to sheringham um, so we're in north norfolk today we have to be fair to us got out of the car yeah we did before we um we had kind of hoped that we would be able to record from the actual site, but it's just, it's way too windy outside. But then there was weather. Yeah, so we, we went for a little walk along. Turns out in the wrong direction. Yeah, that's not, that doesn't well, matter. I thought we were going to mention that. But we looked <laughs> in the right direction and we saw, and to be fair, when we say we're at No Man's Friend, we kind of are, but we kind of aren't. It would be impossible to be there. Unless we we're in the sea, because No Man's Friend field is now submerged mm, isn't it yeah it has been swallowed by the relentless tide yeah so it's no longer here no and um, i guess it would probably be quite good if we spoke about what told the story yeah, let's about do that it. so i'll read a little portion of what stacia wrote for um for the website um a field close to weybourne which has always been considered to be england's achilles heel in terms of enemy invaders hid a dark secret until it crumbled into the sea in the Eastern Daily Press on May 19th, 1964, a contributor wrote, A recent reference in the Eastern Daily Press to place names has put me in mind of a field on the North Norfolk coast known in their neighbourhood as No Man's Friend. Its outer boundary is the crumbling sea cliff which faces the pole, and whole sections of it are continually breaking loose and sliding down to the beach, where, within living memory, stood a row of forlorn cottages long since engulfed by the hungry sea. Many a time it has changed hands, but never to the advantage of the purchaser. Men say it brings bad luck, and it is in fact that one of its owners... Oh, sorry. And it is a fact that one of its owners, overtaken by the curious melancholy, not uncommon amongst tillers of the Norfolk soil, would crouch for hours over his fire, summer and winter alike, shedding copious tears and refusing to be comforted. The story goes that once upon a time, a farmer, sane to all seeming, in mind, sound in body and flourishing in estate, walked out of his front door on a fine June morning and resolutely treading the violas of no man's friend, threw himself over the cliff and into the sea. There happened to be a spring tide that day and deep water covered the foreshore. 
That spot, in fact, is said to be the only place between the Humber and Richborough where an enemy destroyer might edge in to less than a stone's throw of the land. Winston Churchill is believed to have made a special journey to inspect it in the dark days of war. More recently, two paddling boys were caught in a mysterious swell there and vanished. Their bodies were found far away in the Cromer direction. The superstitious might well imagine that the field's malignant influence extends to the bed of sea into which it is fast disappearing. When at long last the Ordnance Survey map ceases to record its existence, there will be few to mourn its passing. Blimey. Yeah. It just sounds like so bleak. I know. Doesn't the, it? That line, I kept thinking about it, I, I bolded it, no less. The superstitious might well imagine that the field's malignant influence extends to the bed of the sea into which it is fast disappearing. So not only here have we got haunted ground, we potentially have haunted sea. Yeah. It's quite, I don't know, reading it and being here, I know it's actually quite a nice day now and there's lots of people walking dogs and children. Aww. Um, <laughs> dog running for a stick. Um but actually, when you, you can look and you can see some fields around, you can just imagine trying to work this land and just being like kind of overcome with how bleak it is and it doesn't look like much could actually grow here. It's kind of, it's that, it's that North Norfolk bleakly beautiful, isn't it? No, yeah. It's that combination of it being incredibly rugged, incredibly unforgiving, you know, particularly on a February day. It's, you know, a grey sea, mm. you know, when we arrived, black sky. I mean, I should imagine at night, it's it's a fairly terrifying place to yeah. be, isn't it? And it's so cold and yeah. the wind is always mm. bitter. And... and it is blowing straight from the pole, as as was in that tale. Yeah. You know, we are getting those winds that are coming straight. That's why this is the area that if the conditions are right, that you mm. might see the aurora borealis from, because that's what... That's the coldness you're staring out yeah, to. Yeah, And so it is a cold place, but beautiful um you know obviously absolutely ravaged by erosion mm. i mean we're looking out now and and the cliffs that are to the other side of, of where no man's no no man's friend field was are going the same way aren't they yeah and there's actually you can see on top of one of them there's like some kind of building we couldn't work out whether it was one of the um pillboxes pillboxes or not but you can see the wall of it coming out the side of the cliff and you're like that's not gonna be there for very no, long is it no that's it's days and numbered aren't they yeah we when we were out as well we were wondering how far out the field would have been mm. from although we thought we were standing in the right place at the time yeah. but we, we weren't but it's still like a very similar it's only not too yeah, far Yeah, 100, 100 yeah. or so metres away. It's not far away, is it? Um, and, it, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of can't... And, and also that interesting part about how when it started to fall, there were cottages there. So yeah. under that sea out there, just as there are at Shipton near Cromer, there is... There are... Some cottages? Yeah, under yeah, the sea, that's like quite strange to think. That people lived that far, you know, that it was inland yeah. and it is now at yeah. sea, isn't it? Could you imagine living in a cottage on the edge of one of these cottages? No, though? I really couldn't. No. I mean, I wondered... I wondered if this was another case of, of a keep-away story, in a way. Mm. But it doesn't seem it, does it? No, because it doesn't. It, it seems something far more unusual. And I looked and I looked and I looked for more examples of this. And... It's unbelievably unusual, unless you're watching Scooby-Doo <laughs> yeah. or a horror film, to find actual land that is haunted. Yeah, I couldn't find any, especially in the UK. I was I 
tried looking for the only thing I could think that might have been haunted was haunted battlefields and I know that this area it's obviously got a in a military sense it's a very vulnerable area and f when it was Spanish Armada sort of times yeah. I'm not sure what dates they would be 1588 um thank you no <laughs> exact date mm. <laughs> there was actually like a real worry that this point would be a so vulnerable that the Spanish Armada would actually come here and invade England from this point. Yeah. So I, that made me did I, I did wonder if there had been battles fought here. I think it's more to the point that they weren't because they they fortified this area. Mm. So at the time of the Spanish Armada, this this was heavily fortified, mm. and that remained up until the Second World War. That's why this area is so incredibly covered with these these pillboxes because in exactly the same way as the belief was that the armada would have been able to penetrate the uk here mm. so it was from germany and the the occupied lands that they thought that if hitler was going to pop over you know it's funny though doesn't it it's such a little place like here that's why you see so many pillboxes on the arterial roads that come out mm. of north norfolk because they believed that <coughs> That they would be coming from here and towards Norwich and London. Okay, because I always wondered, like, I know why you get pillboxes like on the coast. That kind of makes sense, but you do often see them quite far inland, don't yeah. you? Yeah, well, I always think, why it's is kind that? of a long marching route, so it's a mm. long route where the tanks would have come. So they would have landed here. Mm. It's relatively flat. They would have been able to come straight onto the beach, straight out. And that's why you see those pillboxes, and that's why it would have been a great job. I mean, to be well, it would have been like it's a key point because the cliffs were also quite high and yeah. rounded, I guess, to make little bays so yes. they could come in and they would be hidden mm. and then they would go off. Yeah, and of course, it was also used for smuggling. Mm. But you see, so with the cursed battlefields, I thought, oh, maybe this land is considered cursed and not a good place because loads of bad battles happened here, but they didn't. So that no. doesn't kind of. No, I mean, why. I suppose, to be fair, I didn't look further back than that. So, I mean, maybe there mm. were. I know the Romans were along here. I know that stuff did happen along here, but I don't think... Not anything big enough although, for it to be. Although, there is that business of felon's stream, Well, this there? is another explanation as to yeah. why maybe this land mm. is cursed. So, there's... Um, I really want to hear you say this. Okay. Uh, there's a there's a, one of the possible explanations for the name... Wayborn, I forgot where we were for a second then. <laughs> Thingy. Um, is that it came from the old English name Work Burner. Amazing. It's which like being means, transported back. Thanks. That's no problem. <laughs> which means felon's stream or river. And it suggests that the area may have been a place where criminals were taken to be drowned. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a really traumatic. Yeah, that's an awful thought, isn't it? Like, and, so and, it, it happened at Rayburn in Northumberland, didn't it? That that this same method of kind of mass execution, where you would literally tie criminals' hands behind their knees and then um, off them into mm -hmm. rivers, tidal streams, streams or, or quagmires, and they were known as drowning pits. I know, it's really, it's awful, isn't it? Yeah. So, so but and I can imagine that is like such a horrible thing. Mm. That kind of like energy lingers on the land which made it it's weird though because it says that stuff does grow on the land so it's not cursed in the fact that it's like um oh nothing will grow here 
No. Or, you know, it's, it's more of the way the land affects the person who owns it and who works mm. on the land rather than the land itself. And and... Apparently there was a, a, a marsh that was directly behind the shingle bank near to Kellinghard and No Man's Friend Field, which there's been a suggestion was the site of medical me, medical medieval executions hmm. so yeah as you say like an echo of that like linger, i guess in the same way that we because it's not the land itself isn't haunted there's no reports of ghosts no being seen here nothing like that it's all it's all just the like the vibe i guess the land gives off yeah and that's what which that's is so unusual yeah it's really unusual i mean i did look into that and really as you say there's very very little and i kind of looked into can ground be haunted can mm. sea be haunted and you know the sea you would imagine is absolutely a shoo-in for being haunted because it's filled with wrecks with the bodies mm. of doomed sailors passengers you know, the sea should, in theory, be like some huge graveyard, mustn't yeah, it? Yeah, And And, you know, kind of just... But also like a graveyard where the people actually died. Yeah, so... yeah. So, 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 exactly. So it's got that kind of, the you know, all those perished souls who kind mm. of die abruptly, violently, don't have a proper burial. I mean, that is pretty much the first set of criteria for creating a ghost, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You know, so the idea that we don't ever think of the sea, apart from maybe Bermuda Triangle, mm. um, you know, certain stretches, but on the whole, you don't think of the sea as being do you, haunted. Do you think then... I don't know whether this is going to sound a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> When's but that is stopped it you? haunted... But we just don't see the ghosts because they're all like at the bottom of the sea. Because but if, wouldn't they be where they died? But if so they died, in other words, and, about, oh, maybe they died but, under the sea. Yeah. yeah, I know. So if we like investigated the bottom of the sea, would there be loads of ghosts down there? Well, maybe so. I'm not investigating living in the, the lost sea. villages. I'm telling you that now. No, me uh, absolutely. But like not. living in it's the villages, like worst. shifting. Well, possibly so. I mean, and and you know, there should surely be lots of ghost ships about. You know, mm. we have wreck after wreck after wreck, particularly in this area. Mm. I mean, it's absolutely littered. Whenever you see anybody who's diving in this area they're either pictures of wrecks or they're kind of warnings about not to go to certain mm. places because there are so many wrecks yeah. and you know we do have these villages all along the norfolk and suffolk coast more than you'd think in norfolk and more than certainly we've written about yet but you know that to come um of settlements that have been lost mm. to the sea and i don't know i got kind of down a rabbit hole as usual um looking at this idea of, of haunted ground, haunted sea. And obviously I get straight, the first thing that comes up when you look at haunted ground is the Indian burial grounds, mm. you know, which I think is probably the most famous, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, because it is the, the land. But then that's associated with a burial, whereas yeah. this isn't associated with a burial at all, is that it? That we know of. That we know of. That we know of. And... I kind of was thinking about, um, although it is an impenetrable book and I, God knows how I got through it, but in William Burroughs' Naked Lunch, there was a, a line and I remembered it and I went back and looked and it was about America and it said, America is not a young land. It's old and dirty and evil. Before the settlers, before the Indians, the evil was there waiting. It's kind mm. of that idea that the land itself is wrong, mm. you know, that it's that there's some kind of 
badness there. But it's, that's really interesting about this piece of land, though, because that's like referring to the whole country, the yeah. whole land, all the land. In, whereas this is like a really specific, specific area. And I guess it's that idea of like, you get haunted houses. Sometimes you'll get haunted houses, but it's more like, again, <coughs> the vibe of the house. So you no one's ever really seen any ghosts or anything, yeah, but they but they're like they walk boating. in and like oh this place doesn't feel well it's like that, but it's like a piece of land instead of a house. And somehow and, and somehow a house always feels far more frightening because a house is kind of represents safety and security yeah. and property. Yeah, you know it's like if my car was haunted now, you know it would be far more frightening because we're enclosed and we should be safe than if we're out there bizarrely yeah. because on a field you'd imagine yes okay there's a cliff edge obviously that comes with its mm. danger yes okay there's erosion that comes with danger but you could quite easily go to a field yeah and be fine yeah you? i do find it quite frightening this idea though that just by being and working on this patch of land it can affect you mentally like so badly that yeah it causes you to do something so drastic yeah and, and that's quite frightening and, and yet no ghost no manifestation no, just a really bad piece of land. It's really strange. Unless, of course, there isn't because they, don't, the they don't say yeah. or they don't. But the you know. report in the sixties didn't mention anything about that, did it? It, it was all, just, you know, it was more about how it was affected people. And I guess you can't really um, put to one side the power of suggestion, mm. can you? As soon as one person does something. As soon as, I don't know, I mean, who knows what they did on that land, but one crop mm. fails, one set of animal yeah, dies, then it's all... it becomes that piece of yeah. land. You know, when is bad luck, bad luck? And when is it a series yeah. of coincidences that are put together? Yeah. You know, but to be fair, it doesn't really matter. It's a bit like when we talk about stories, you know, are they true, are they not true? They mm. become true. And so if you believe that something, a bit like Amityville, isn't it? You know, I think they looked into Amityville, which they said was built on an Indian burial ground, and then they actually looked and it was about quite some distance away. Mm. But as soon as that seed has been planted. It's done, isn't it? You know, it's 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 there. I think it was 50 miles from Amityville. The, 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 no, um, really? So it's yeah, quite far, it was a long way away. And, and the nearest human remains found to date were a mile from Amityville. But... You know, it it kind of that power of suggestion makes something become something, mm. doesn't it? I did actually find another no man's friend in Norfolk. Did you? Mm. So um, I found a little. Oh, I didn't write the date down. I think it was around the sixties as well, actually. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was the piece that prompted this right the, the writer to write in about this. But um, it says Proceed, proceeding up river. So this is the year mm-hmm. coming from Yarmouth. One passes through Cinder Ovens Reach, wow. One Mile House Reach, Frogs Hall Reach three mile house reach and so beyond scare gap to no man's friend yeah in which wherryman must almost certainly have faced a strong headwind with every trip both going up river and returning so i guess that's why that area was called no man's friend because it made it was a really difficult place to to live one of those bits sounds familiar to me the frog's hall bit i did look at something called. it does name some other good ones which i think you might find amusing um beyond Duffus or Dove House Reach and Strutt's Haven, later corrupted to Slut's Haven, <laughs> they would reach the welcome shelter of the Stracy Arms Public House. Oh my God, that's amazing! Why don't they call things I good know. things anymore? But so it's obviously. I wonder if 
I did have a look for other no man's friends and I didn't come across any others in the UK but it's interesting that I've come across two in Norfolk so is it a Norfolk thing to call something no man's friend no man's, when it's like a difficult because I mean again we have said this this is a difficult place to live you know if you're having to work the land and make your living off here it mm. is a difficult place to, to live yeah it's not absolutely. friendly no I mean I did I did wonder if it did have anything to do with you know I think mentioned it earlier this kind of keep away idea which mm. you know we dismissed but on the other hand well, yeah, I suppose. this is a smuggling area you yeah. know this was rife for smugglers and it was incredibly popular in the 17th and 18th centuries for boats to drop goods here and you can see why and you would need to keep people away from here wouldn't you yeah. there is a legend I'm, I'm sure again that we will we will probably visit him at some point but there's a whistling ghost mm-hmm. here a smuggler okay. who is seen along here. What, at Weybourne? At Weybourne. Oh, okay. Yeah, so John Smythe, his name is, the ghost. And he he was basically left behind by the smugglers um, when custom officers who were kind of hiding here, um, he hoped his crew would come back. They didn't. And he he drowned because unbel- lots of sailors couldn't swim, bizarrely. Um, so he drowned and his spirit still whistles for rescue. That's supposed to be here. Um, just on the boring geography bit, um, nearly everything that would have been seen at, at the time No Man's Friend was here is gone. Um, the fields and the cliff line to north of Weybourne uh, hasn't been seen on a map. It certainly had all gone by 1946, mm. aerial photographs. Um and was last on maps kind of in the 1800s. I was quite excited because on Hidden East Anglia, we were the reference. For I this. noticed that because I oh read there as well. Like we were the, the I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just click on the and reference. And see who the here. references are. Oh, it's <laughs> us. It's us. How exciting was that? It's really exciting. Like, oh my God, we are the, re- we are the reference. It's <laughs> us. Um, uh, yeah, so this was an area where kind of gin, bales of tobacco, um, kind of luxury goods were, were dropped um this where we're part now is pretty much where the stuff would have been brought through because mm. there was this gap between the cliffs and local folklore says that the miller would stop the windmill which we can also see from mm-hmm. here they'd stop the windmill sails in the form of a cross to warn smugglers that customs or coast guards were onto them mm. and when the coast was clear he would set the sails going once again um, there was so little cover for the waiting land party here that the smugglers were said to bury themselves neck deep in shingle um, <laughs> until the smuggling vessel appeared on the horizon for them to quickly get out and uh, and, that and do like this. That seems like quite a lot of hard work. Also, how do you shrug that off quickly? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you couldn't. That's a stupid tattoo. Unless that it? is why it's called No Man's Friend because it's so difficult to hide yeah, here. God. Well, yeah, because you, yeah, I suppose you are kind of. It's like. Yeah, but the idea of burying is that maybe they were just cold because it yeah. was quite cold out there, wasn't it? But yeah, if you like the cliff, if you're on top in that field, mm. like there's no hiding, there's no sh- shrubberies. No, there's nothing. <laughs> so you wouldn't be able to hide. There was a battle, not a battle, but there was a gunfight here in seventeen in in eighteen thirty seven, when Lieutenant George Howes intercepted armed smugglers and shot them. Mm. Um, what else is there? And apparently there was a there was a cargo of olive oil that sank near here. When was that? In eighteen twenty three. So yeah, so it was all going on in Weybourne then, wasn't it? It's like nothing. What happens in Weybourne now? 
But we're here. We're here. Pale. <laughs> that happened. And there's a toilet. There is a toilet which in looks the car like park, a fire which is like pit, quite... I was quite impressed Why has it got like that black funnel? I don't know. I can't see it from But yeah, Yeah. I think it's a really interesting one. I think that, um, I think this idea of haunted land is something, uh, the haunted sea thing gets me Mm. because we just tend to think of ghosts and haunted houses, don't we? Yeah, yeah. And kind of, if you think of somewhere as haunted, it's because something has appeared, isn't it? Yeah. It isn't because there's a feeling. No. You know, you might get a feeling about a place and then you find out that a ghost has been seen there. This, there's nothing, is there? No. It's the field. It's all the, the, the feeling that the field gives yeah. you. Yeah, so in a way, I'm quite pleased we missed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We can just look at Waybourne and think how lovely it yeah. is. Welcome to the new normal. Hello. Welcome to this series of Unfinished with me, Charles Thompson. Welcome to Weird Norfolk. Welcome to this week's edition of the Pinkin.com Norwich City podcast. Of course, it is the Kings of Anglia podcast. From true crime to football, politics to folklore, for more great podcasts from Archant, head to audioboom.com forward slash channel forward slash Archant.